Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. It was an unbelievable week for the Angler Chronicles crew fishing, and we have just begun, as the song says. So we will get into that really heavily here. But let me introduce everybody that's around us today. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host, my co host, my partner, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, world. And then I've got from, I think he's at Mountain Lakes, Mr. Andrew Mack with Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Are you at uh, Mountain Lakes? Nope. Nope. I just did some night fishing last night. Oh, Came okay. Home. All right. So you're at home? Yep. Why aren't you in the studio? Yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. You should have brought donuts. Uh, you should have brought donuts. Strike two. Strike two. No donuts. <laughs> All right. Our dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson, the director <laughs> of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. And just, uh, let's see, Mia is definitely Mia. Uh, He's not here. (laughs) Okay, and then um, we just got back from the Ocean Odyssey. And um, Ben's daughter, Summer, with a huge shout-out to Summer. She's here visiting from New York. So the two of them are doing, guess what? Looking for tuna. <laughs> yeah, not amazing. <laughs> yeah, they they went on uh, on on his gift today, looking for some tuna. So we wish him the best of luck. Okay, so um, before we get going, I mean, it's got a lot of fishing to come, a lot of fishing that has been done. Um, it's been up and down, but I can't. Those that know me know that I can't go <clears throat> another second without mentioning a couple of things. Number one. Today, and actually the only thing I really want to mention like this uh, separate, and everybody's willing to give their opinion. Um, Today marks the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Now, if you're 30 years or younger, this might not do anything for you, but um, 20 years ago, I remember waking up, going downstairs, starting the coffee pot before I was going to... uh, to go to, into the, the the office, and I turn on the TV like I always do on the news, and I'm I, I'm seeing these towers being uh, brought down by planes. I thought it was actually a movie. I couldn't believe it. Okay, and then I realized what was going on. Um, I just you know, we say, don't forget. We remember, but I hope we do remember, and I hope we really don't forget, because. From my point of view, the situation that we were 20 years ago is now the same situation we are now. So this country needs to come back together, folks. 
Stop the politics. Drop that stuff. Let's just come together. I remember the days following uh, this event, okay? And um, we were more united. People had the flag out. They weren't burning it, okay? They were displaying it, and, and we should be proud of that. So if we remember, let me just say this, what we need to remember, that at 8.46 a.m., and this is Eastern time, so for us, I think it was 5.46 a.m., that's when American Airlines Flight 11 hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center. At 9.03, the South Tower got hit by United Airlines Flight 175. At 9.37 a.m., the American Airlines Flight 77 hit the Pentagon. And at 10.03, United Airlines number 93 uh, crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Okay, now that one's unique because it had a different destination, but the um, passengers and crew fought with the um, uh, hijackers, and uh, they actually crashed in Pennsylvania, avoiding their target. What do we have to remember? That 2000, we had 2,977 fatalities. 25,000 people were injured. And there were long-term health complications. Many people died of cancers, you know, several years later. And this still remain, remains the deadliest terrorist attack in human history. So, you know, Anger Chronicles, we support our first responders. We do every year. We do... Um, uh, we work with Captain Andrew Reese in L.A. City, L.A. County, um, fire departments, Pasadena, Glendale. Um, they all come together, and, and, you know, they raise money for the burn center. But you know what? These are the guys that went in there. So as many people were running out of the building to survive, these guys were going in, unfortunately, to die. Okay, so please remember them, our policemen, our uh, our firemen, our health workers. I mean, we just went through a pandemic. I mean, everybody in the health uh, industry, the way they've been taking care of us, you know, that, that type of, those are the real heroes, you know. Superman sounds really cool, but it's fictitious, and we do have some real heroes. So when you do see that, that kid that's 19, 20 years old uh, in the airport dressed in military garb, uh, you know what? They probably weren't alive when this happened, but those are the kids who are out there protecting us. Okay, so whatever your political belief, I really don't care. Honestly, I really don't care. But we need to remember the people that went before us and what has happened. And I hope, I, I really pray to God that we come together, stop this ridiculous division that we have going on, and just remember we're all Americans first. Okay, red, blue, it doesn't matter. You got to remember the white, okay? Remember the white, the red, white, and blue. Don't just be red or blue. Just get off your damn extremes, come into the middle, and work together as a nation. Because if we don't, we'll fall. A nation divided cannot survive. So, Ron, I'm going to get off my soapbox because I could go on with this for hours. I know you have a lot of feelings. But I have to say, you, I, don't, I don't know if I can let you talk because <laughs> you'll go off. But let's just say, and let's just agree, as a group, we remember, we'll never forget, and today, stop at one point, take a moment, reflect, think about what's happened, and think about how this should change us 
because I know that the days, everybody says, you know, where were you? What were you doing? Yeah, we always say that. But it, I think it was more important what you did after it happened, okay? And, and, and to watch this country come together, that was beautiful. It really was beautiful, okay? We left a lot of the political things going off. I mean, think about this. For you guys, you know, guys, I'm a history buff. During those days, okay, they were, we were arguing whether or not Bush had actually won. Remember the, the recount in Florida, okay? So, um, you know, and Al Gore, I mean, they, they were, had gone head to head. We were arguing that, you know what? All that was put aside and we came together. So, for all our brothers and sisters who are out there in harm's way, we love you, we thank you, we remember, okay? And for all those that lost a loved one, um, I hear you. I actually lost a couple of friends that were back east. They happened to be in the tower. So this was this is personal. So um, let's just agree to never forget. Remember them. We have everybody in our hearts. And please, let's just come together. All right? So um, Steve and Andrew, if you guys would like to say something, you too, Ron, you're more than welcome. If not, we'll get on with the show. Ron, what do you say? God bless America. All right. Excellent. Uh, Steve, you want to say anything? Uh, you summed it up absolutely perfectly. I, I appreciate that you took that time to do it. You do it so well. I appreciate that, uh, Steve, from you. That's very important. And Andrew, are you going to say anything? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, back when that happened, I was actually in high school. I remember uh, uh, I was a sophomore. And uh, the first chance I got as soon as I turned 18, I actually joined the Marine Corps because of it. And, uh, you know, try to do my part. And it's just like you're saying, you know, we're all Americans. we got to stick together and, you know, and continue the fight. Yeah, boy. All right, let me tell you something. I was, when you said you were a teenager, 16, that was going to be start, strike three. But then you said you became a Marine. So now you got a new, you, a new at bat. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, kid. And, um, you know, we love you and we thank you. And um, it's all good. Okay, so let, 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 let's get going because I, I don't want to dwell too much on that, even though we should. But I think uh, at this point, I think it's more of a personal journey. Okay, everybody's going to grieve, remember in their own way, and that's cool. But whatever you do, remember and just understand what happened. And um, I know if you're young and you didn't get a chance to live by it, you have a different mentality and tolerance that uh, when you really, really, really think about it, you can't have that, okay? Uh, we are United States of America, not the divided states of America, okay? All right, I want to stop. I want to go. I want to go. All right, all right. Andrew Mack, Andrew Mack. Let's get on to some, uh, some fishing here because that, oh, yeah. that, that is a red, white, and blue sport. So uh, what? Yeah, um, <laughs> talk to me. And remember, we're all athletes, right? And we're all, exactly. It's a sport, so we're athletes. So, Andrew, give me a little bit. I know you were there at the Mountain Lakes last night. What was going on? Yep, I was there at Mountain Lakes last night. Uh, Thursday, they stocked 1,000 pounds of catfish again, uh, 500 pounds in each lake. Um, the bite was still a little tough uh, ever since they did that water treatment for the algae. Mm -hmm. um, it's been, uh, been kind of off a little bit, but I was able to stick one, uh, you know, good biter. Um, got him in the net, uh, and then uh, my buddy Andy was up there. He got a few bites, but um, all in all, it was pretty slow. I mean, so there's still a lot of fish in there going into the weekend. Uh, now, from there, we're going to go to uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, and this lake, they have just been stocking heavy every week. Every week, a full truckload of those beautiful imperial catfish. Uh, they 
still continue to put, you know, double digits in here and there, uh, and then big fish get caught. You know, again, they have their, you know, they have their lake rule. Anything over 10 pounds, you got to, you know. Okay, well, listen, do me a favor. Hold the thought. Remember where you are. I got to take their short break. I'm sorry. I I, I ate up the first segment. Um, Let me go to a break, Andrew, and we'll come back to you, okay? This is Angels Radio AMA 30KLAA, Anger Chronicles. Remember today. Do not forget. We'll be right back. America, America. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And as we went to um, commercial there, we talked to Andrew Mack, and Andrew was giving us the, the latest on the local lake. So, Andrew, uh, go ahead and uh, reset and go. All right, all right. So, yeah, so Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, they just stocked again uh, Thursday, a full truckload of catfish. Uh, but this time again, what they've been doing every couple of weeks is they uh, they throw in a good mix of tilapia as well. Oh, and these cool. fish aren't small; they they're they're about probably about a pound and a half to maybe close to two pound tilapia. So, I mean, they're you know they're definitely some good, delicious eating fish. Um, the bite over there has been pretty good. Uh, the mac bites from Bite On have been uh, pretty much the number one to go um, as far as uh, just soaking mackerel with uh, with like a, the Cajun Bite On sauce. Um, a lot of guys, they're, they're actually casting them pretty shallow, you know, come Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, they're getting them a little bit deeper, uh, you know, on the rental boats and uh, on the float tubes. Now, from there, we're going to go to a lake we haven't talked much about lately, uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather. 
Uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather, they have a, a, a nut, their last uh, overnight, um, or not overnight, their, uh, their night uh, fishing. Uh, it's coming up on September 17th and 18th. Uh, so what they've been doing every, uh, Saturday nights, they allow you to come and you stay late. I believe it's till around uh, midnight or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get in on that night fishing uh, over there. And then usually uh, what they've been doing is every time they have an event, um, they stock catfish uh, just right before that. So they should be stocking catfish uh, probably, I would say, maybe Thursday or Friday this week. Excellent. And uh, tomorrow uh, at Palmdale Fin and Feather, they have their member, uh, I guess they call it a member appreciation barbecue uh, going on, <laughs> uh, which have a huge raffle. Uh, uh, you buy some raffle tickets. They're giving away a couple TVs. I've seen a, a huge um, uh, toolbox. I mean, all kinds of things going on over there at Palmdale. Very good. Very, very good. Local lake, um, Lake Elsinore, talk to me. Uh, lake Elsinore. Uh, lake Elsinore with uh, the holiday weekend that was just passed. A lot of boats on the water, a lot of uh, uh, you know, pleasure crafts, a lot of sea dews and all that. But it still didn't stop the bite at all. I was talking to a few guys who, uh, who were fishing the shore there in the back. A couple guys got in that good carp action that's been going all year. Um, and a couple other guys have been catching a consistent catfish. Uh, again, they've been using, uh, you know, Tony's, you know, bite on Mac bites again, uh, catching those as well. Um, also a few panfish, uh, some bluegill uh, being reported uh, caught in, or caught from there. And then, uh, you know, there is those those local bass guys that hit that lake every week. And, you know, they continue to pick them, you know, pick through them. But again, like you say, if you ever ask them, you know, where they caught their fish, they always say mid-lake. <laughs> it's always mid-lake. Very, very good. Okay, so uh, basically mm-hmm. that's it. Now, the Sierras are about to get started, right? I know, Ron, you keep talking with uh, Ben about going up there. Well, it's a, um, the Sierras actually right now are in their down mode. Um, a lot of the places up there are, well, actually in October, they will require barblets, a lot of the lakes. Some of them still will let you keep them, but, uh, and a lot of it's catch and release, but... You know, good, fishing good through October is outstanding up there until it really starts to get cold and icing over. So, um, fishing the season's got a little bit winding down up there. So, but there's okay. fishing up there all the time. So, okay, very very good. Okay, and yep. um, there is some notable things going on in the um, in the Lake Elsinore. I mean, I know they have their big, huge seventy uh, second annual installation dinner tonight. I am trying to get there. Okay, but. Uh, you'll see when we, we discuss what's what's ahead of us this week. It's going to be very, very tough for anybody here on the crew to get anything done this week. Um, but I'm going to try to get down to Lake Elsinore. Or, uh, it would be up or out. Be out to Lake, Lake, uh, Lake Elsinore because it's uh, northeast from us. Right, Ron? You're, you're the yeah northeast from us. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll go up there and um, see that. But... Great restaurants. Everything's opening back up. Uh, they got great events going on. Check them out. Go to their website, and you'll see in the city website they got a lot of activities, a lot of activities. Okay. Um, we've been very, very busy, okay, and I'm going to go this way. I know Steve's going to be very busy. We're going crazy, but we're here. So let's start with a synopsis, Ron, of at least this week because we were on the air last Saturday. Um, you and I left on Tuesday, and we had baggage. We had the CFO, <laughs> the self-proclaimed <laughs> CFO of Angel Chronicles, and, and we and we stress self-proclaimed. Yeah. Get some water; it's hard to swallow. <laughs> Believe me, I have to live with it. Well, we um, 
Yeah. You know, we actually had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I first of all, I didn't know, and I have a truck, a pretty healthy truck, and I've never seen that much weight in my truck. And it wasn't. I'm not talking about you or Rhonda, me and Ben, but the amount of equipment we had in there, it was just. <laughs> Incredible. Well, let me tell you, we could have started tackle shop. Ex- absolutely. You took how many runs? I took seven. I took twelve. <laughs> okay. Ben brought seven. And, and what funny out of that is we're I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because Ben usually takes like fifteen because th- he lets everybody try the equipment. He had the less out of all of us. And it was great. It was but you know, taking this CFO, uh, it's always fun. We always laugh. And this this is one of those things, not just because we're filming it. It's just a fun, fun trip um, to get away, unwind. And, yes, we did work. Um, you know, it was just – and not to mention the fishing was fantastic. Yeah. I mean – Well, for, for where it's been because it, – Yeah. I mean, we got to look at what's going on. Last week, uh, Steve, I mean, the fishing was – I mean, it's off the hook. <laughs> they were looking at limits of this, limits of that. And then that storm, the remnants actually affected us here locally. Yeah. I know the wind picked up. We were fishing the Tanner Bank. And for those of you who have fished Tanner Bank or Cortez, it's either great or it's bad. And it's not like so-so. It's bad, okay? And um, it actually became very bad prior to our trip, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, we were told they had 30-mile-an-hour sustained winds for a while. Okay, with four to four to six foot uh, seas, which are not good in a short interval. Okay, so that was tough. But when we got there, it was good. The evening was a little, you know, rocky, but that was when we were sleeping. Okay, we woke up and it just calmed down. Yeah, we had uh, very little wind to contest with. Yeah, we couldn't even fly the kite because at one point we couldn't fly no the kite. Wind. Yeah, so um, it was. Um, a great window of opportunity. Now, now, Steve, you, what did you see before we get into our trip? What did you see this week that of notable? Well, a s- similar situation to you. Uh, um, you know, the, 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 the 360 degrees of everything from not quite gale force winds and, uh, and heavy seas, very difficult conditions, uh, right down to, to flat calm. And it took a, it took a balloon assist to uh, to get the kite up in the air, mm-hmm. and uh, we had we had big fish. You know, we had 150 to 200 pounders around the boat, not necessarily biting great, but they were there. We got some, and we had you know the school grade fish, both uh, bluefin tuna and yellowtail. So a little bit of everything, actually. Um, I was trying out the, at one point. I was trying out the slow pitch jigs. And and got uh, some very nice red rockfish and lingcod there at Tanner Bank. So, pretty much everything that you can catch or see, for at least a, a little bit, we saw. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was it was. I, I couldn't believe how flat it was, based on what it they were telling us. Okay, mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to I guess say is there was a you know the, the history was telling us it was supposed to be really really good, and then it went to nothing okay it was a very tough bite i remember having a conversation with uh captain rick scott monday okay we left tuesday and he goes and he calls me he goes what do you want to do i said what are you asking me you're the captain he goes oh no 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 you decide i'm not making that call and i go oh, you want to blame me and he goes well yeah it's your charter <laughs> you know and and i go no so so 
you know, Ron, Ben, and I got we got to talking, and we, we did some research, and we decided the plan was to go north or stay in, in U.S. waters, and then the second day head south. Because what had happened that Tuesday morning was reports of one boat getting limits of yellowfin tuna and then another boat near limits of Dorado, okay? But then we saw some photos, and I'm looking at the quality of the Dorado, the quality of the, of the yellowfin, and I mean, yeah, it's yellowfin. Yeah, it's Dorado, but I don't know. An eight-pound Dorado doesn't do much for me, okay, personally. Um, so the decisions, you know, it's better an eight-pound Dorado, I imagine, than nothing. Uh, but we decided to go north first and take a shot at one of the big boys, which we got a shot at. So, um, Ron, we arrived at the Tanner Cor- Cortez first, and we, we, we motored the Cortez right around 6... Was it six? No, five thirty. Five thirty. Five thirty in the morning. And uh, what did you? Were you up? You were up at five thirty. I wasn't. I was up at four. <laughs> <laughs> so you got um, that first bite. Yeah, you know what? Uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. And I owe Steve a lot. Uh, he doesn't really realize this, but the first day was tough for me. I did not even get a bite. So that PFA really came into effect. And you got to understand, I think I was the only one without a tuna the first day. Ben, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't want to speak for Ben. Ben, I well, love you, man. He's not here, so we can't speak. So, but, you know, it, it, it kind of wears on you a little bit. But you know what? I've caught so much fish. I just help other people, and it was so much fun making new friends and going along. But back to Sergio. <laughs> just get out there and fish. And, you know, that's what we did. And you fish hard, and you out of nowhere— we get into a tuna bite that was just right because I mean the, <laughs> the, the expectations were set extremely low. Yeah, and um, uh, I, I know that I and I tell people don't wake me up. I love <laughs> to sleep in the mornings on these boats. I love the rock and motion. When I get up, I get up. Well, Rhonda came with us. Okay, so she comes up at right around six o'clock in the morning because I, I told her I'll set my alarm for five thirty. That's what time we should be there, and that was pretty much it. And um, so she's getting up, and she starts pushing me. Get up. Get up. We, the boat stopped. Yep. I said, okay, we'll, we'll go. Go have breakfast. Let me, let me sleep. She goes, no, they're fishing. They're fishing. I know they're fishing. And then, yep. and then even hard, pushing me even harder. Get up. Get up. I can hear them on the deck. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. So I actually got up for her. Go out there. And you guys had already put about 17 fish on the boat. It- it was, uh, you know, it was really incredible. Um, you know, the weather just stopped, laid down. We were an hour ahead of time because of the, it was so flat. Yeah, it was really, really good. So, and, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, just, so I know Rhonda got up. We went up there. We got our rods. And what, what do I find? I had set up for all the heavy stuff, <laughs> not the light stuff. So guess what I had started doing? Grab a cup of coffee, start tying knots. But anyway, we're going to take a short break, and we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you a little bit more about the ocean odyssey. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. We'll be right back. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today Because the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away An American, where at least I know I'm free. Angels Radio, AMA 30. 
Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. It's Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. All right, so um, as we went to break, we were talking about the Ocean Odyssey, and uh, as the date started, like I said, you know, we had about 17 fish on the boat by the time I got up. I get to my rods. I had set up everything for heavy night fishing, uh, kite fishing, that kind of stuff. So Rhonda's just, I mean, she was just bugging me. Give me a rod, give me a rod, give me a rod. And so I set her up real quick with one. She went off, and um, she got bit, Rod. Okay, that's the one thing. Um, uh, she got bit, and um, she yeah, you know what it's like when uh, you're been fishing since daybreak, and somebody gets up, walks next to you, and throws in a bait and gets bit. <laughs> and I just went, okay. Um, I, so I just went and started helping everybody else. You know, it's a lot of new people. You know, that they've been fishing before, but you know, new to what we got. And it's just fun. I enjoy it. And Steve, you know, that's where I get Steve. You know, I think about it. You know, you keep that attitude. You get that bad attitude, and it wears on you. It just does. And, I, you know, I never got the bad attitude. I just I do get quiet. But I go along and help everybody. And then, you know, I, and that gives me more joy now than I think um, I realize. You know, just to watch the smiles on everybody's faces. And, and um, I tie knots for everybody. We do everything. And we just have fun. Yeah, and that's well, let what fishing is supposed to be. Let me ask Steve this question. I think, Steve, it's when you're not getting bit and the frustration that should make you... 
appreciate the times you are getting bit, huh? Well, yeah, and and getting back to what Ron said, when you're in a sour mood, <laughs> if, that's a, if that's a proper word, uh, you know, fish can detect, taste, and smell very well. And if you're up there being sour, they know it. Yeah, it runs down the line, in my opinion. <laughs> you are you are not going to get a bite. Uh, so, in some cases, and and, me, and Ron, of course, uh, turns it into a, a positive situation. For a lot of people, maybe they just need to go, to, uh, and I don't mean like Sergio sleeping until noon, but they need to go uh, take a quick nap, or or what I do, actually, uh, it almost seems like the fish can detect your blood sugar level. <laughs> I, go I go get something to eat. Well, don't, uh, t- don't tell my partner, and, uh, but... Whatever you have to do to uh, to change your attitude, and and if, and if helping people is is a you know a possibility, if you have you know if you have people there that need help, that's a, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I you know what, if you don't get out of that mood, it's going to affect you, because I, when we get to the second day, I'm going to tell everybody, man, it just. But, anyways, um, you know, I I don't tell my partner this, but I finally just went, I'm having a beer. <laughs> I go, I go. This is going to change my attitude. Yeah. I, I hesitate to recommend alcohol. That <laughs> I yeah. know, I know, I understand that. Not a good choice. You're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, but, but it was under control. I no had problem. to have. Yeah, I was under control. <laughs> so, so okay. So, you know, um, for for our listeners here, you know, Steve and 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 Ron prescribed to PFA. I prescribed to certain things: light line, good bait selection. <laughs> And, of course, the horseshoe. It's very important to have the horseshoe. A lot of people say better lucky than good, and many times that is the thing. But I also have a philosophy, especially this uh, last year. It's been a little bit tougher than the previous six or seven. You had to be a little more – the fish are becoming a little more touchy. And so I always say high risk, high rewards, right? Uh, People, oh, you need this heavy line. Well, yeah, but heavy line is good if you get bit. But if you're not going to get bit, the heavy line's not going to help you. So I'd rather have lighter line and get bit and possibly bust off to not even get bit. So um, I set up Rhonda. I'm going to be honest right now. I set her up with 20-pound test, okay, which is a bit light, with a very small hook. I went to a number 2-0, I mean, excuse me, number 2 uh, ring fly line hook and um, I'm 20. Now, one of the things that I do, and here's a little tip for you guys, I've been doing this more and more, and I'm, I'm getting a little more result. Um, I've mentioned it before. Now, it is a little bit expensive, but you'll get bit. Um, I like to, you know, really fill up my uh, spool all the way to the top with Spectra. Okay, now, Spectra will float. Okay, and if you want your bait to go to sink a little bit, I use the weight of the fluorocarbon to make it sink. So, instead of using four feet, five feet what i find myself using is maybe 10 yards or 15 yards which is half uh, a spool of of, uh, fluorocarbon okay you get these you know 25 30 yards and it's about half the spool now is it is it's pricey okay however i find all that extra fluorocarbon sinks my bait i like to nose hook people like to you know, butt hook them or shoulder hook them or all this belly hook, what all you want to say. But I like to nose hook them. The reason is I get a much longer cast. You have to be way too ginger with um, 
a belly hook. If not, the bait comes off your hook. With a nose hook, I can actually launch them out there. And when I launch them out there, I get the distance. I get away from the boat. We were doing that with Rhonda, and Rhonda was getting bit consistently, okay? A few heartbreaks, but she was a trooper. I think she ended up with her limit of bluefin for the two days and um, six, six or seven yellowtail, all very good quality fish. So really good. Um, me as well. I went out there. I casted a few, got a couple of fish. I hooked and handed a lot of fish, and the reason is I got up, Steve, at early in the morning because she woke me up, but I wasn't awake. So I went out, you know, casted a couple, and then handed them off. I wasn't going to about to wake up that way. I'll wake up with a hook set, and here you go. Have fun. And then I had my breakfast. I had coffee, and as I woke up, there was my sunshine. I was awake. But overall, um, very, very good trip. What, what time was that? Was that about noon? <laughs> Just about. No, no, actually, I mean, I, when I say I don't get up, I, I you know what, at 7 o'clock, 7.30 is about my time on the boats. And I just really enjoy sleeping with the motion, of, you know, the motion of the boat. I mean, it rocks you back and forth. And I, I become, it's very relaxing to me, very, very relaxing. I just, I just sleep. If, if people, you know, you guys know our schedule, it's nonstop. So when I actually get a chance to stop, Beautiful thing about being on a boat, no phones, no alarms. It, it's fantastic. So I get a little more solid sleep. So anyway, so I got up, and like I said, we had great weather. The fishing was not wide open, but it was consistent. And based on what had been happening the previous week or previous days, unbelievable. We had 31 bluefin tuna by noon of the first day. That's a lot based on what was going out there. Fish, the smallest fish I saw was probably about 10 pounds, but I only saw one of those. Yeah. The biggest fish probably came in around 45 pounds, not counting the cow because we did get a cow, okay? But um, 45 pounds was probably the, the, the other biggest fish of the herd, okay, of the school. And, but most of the fish were, say, 25 to 30. That's where the range. So there were a lot of fun to catch. Some casualties, and you never knew really if you were going to catch a yellowtail or a tuna. And the reason is, especially on day two, was day one we drifted out there, okay? And then, um, well, we got our 31 or so and decided uh, it started, we couldn't find them again, so we decided to fly the kite, okay? This is where my hat's off to Ben Seacrest, okay? Um, you guys, unless you fish with Ben, you're not going to really understand the amount of knowledge this guy has, especially for the bigger fish. Okay, he does this week in and week out. Okay, he's trained, believe it or not, a lot of famous people on how to fly a kite. He's been at it for a very, very long time. So, um, it, it 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 was great. You know what? Hold on a second. I, I, is that who I think it is? I think it is. I think it's Captain Rick Scott. So it'd be perfect to get him in right now. Uh, Leilani, as soon as you got him queued up, just go ahead and queue him up. And we'll talk to Captain Rick. Is that you? It's me. Uh, well, hey, dude, we were talking about we were we were just talking about the first day. And are you are you on the boat? Of course. It's 
Saturday. Yeah, I figured that. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought maybe, maybe you get a day off. That's not going to happen. But anyway, listen, we were just talking about, you know. Yeah, Saturday ain't going to happen. Though. Yeah, I hear you. All right, let me just introduce you formally. You're Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey at H&M Landing. We were just talking about what a fantastic trip we had, especially given the situation, you know, of not knowing uh, what was going on So the previous few days. So I'm talking about that first day where we got about 31 bluefin, and then we started to make the move, start to fly the kite. And I was talking about how, how much knowledge Ben Seekers has, and people don't know this about him unless you fish with him. Uh, what's your take? I mean, you know, you're the captain, and you pretty much said, Ben, have at it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, he does it every day. I mean, right. why not? I got a break. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Plus somebody to blame. I love that part. So what we did is we uh, we flew the kite. You put up a couple of balloons as well because the wind was dying off a little bit. I mean, we had great weather. I mean, unbelievable great weather. I'm happy that uh, Ron and I, you know, we wrote memos. Okay, make sure we had the fishing all set up. We had all the, the weather set up. and It all worked together. Remember what I told you last week? Do you remember on the last week's show? I said... Go find fish and have them ready for us. We did. He did that. We did. We did. So um, that was great. Uh, your take, uh, I know you're on the sat phone. you got to go. But what, what's your take on, on our trip? Oh, it was awesome. It was so much fun. I, I love those type of trips where we can go out and uh, catch some off, offshore fish, go anchor up for a day, spend the day just you know, that lets me be out down on the deck all day with the passengers and catching fish and everybody just having a great time. It's tiring. I'd anchor fishing like that when it's uh, it's biting all day. You know, we stayed busy all day, whether it was Benita or a rockfish here or a yellowtail or a tuna. Um, it's, it was busy all day, and it's more tiring than actually offshore fishing because I'm down on that deck all day long running around. Well, and we you know we hadn't gotten to day number two. Day number one, and like I said, we, we drifted and we motored around. Um, day number two, you dropped the anchor because you actually said, we're going to make a move. We'll be there. You know, so, you know, you put the anchor down, and you didn't lift the pick until like 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, it was time to come home. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, on the awesome. anchor the entire day in one spot. Down at 11, 11 o'clock, yeah. Mm -hmm. 11 o'clock at night, we anchored up, and we didn't pull it again until it was time to come home at uh, 7 o'clock the next night or 6.30, 7 o'clock, something like that. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a very, very good trip. Um, again, thank you to you and your entire crew. Uh, one of the things that we hear that you don't get to hear a lot of times is uh, when they thank Ron and I for the trip and all this, the, the, the passengers, uh, one of the things that they keep talking about, what a great crew, what mm -hmm. a great crew, what a great crew. And, and uh, time Thank after you. time on the you know, social media, you, hear, you see the comments, you read them. Absolutely. And, and I keep explaining to these people, I have been fishing with you for about 15, maybe 16 years. Well, almost since, since 2007, okay? So, um, right. actually, yeah. So, um, and... and it's been trip after trip after trip. And even though you go through different deckhands, the level of service is always the same. It's a very, very high end. So, folks, you know, I mean, think about this. Uh, Rhonda, okay, Miss Princess here, okay, loves to go on the Ocean Odyssey. Last night we were having dinner with a bunch of friends, and 
Uh, we were trying to, you know, you know Mike Howell, right? Um, he goes, he was on our trip, and you know his wife Kim loves to fish, but she's apprehensive about spending an overnight on a boat. And there's Ron, they're going, oh look, don't worry. I know what worries you is if the bathrooms are clean. She goes, I couldn't believe they're cleaning the bathroom three times during the day. Walked in there, didn't smell like a bunch of guys. It says it's clean. I love it. So. Um, we had, you notice we had more ladies in, involved in this particular trip, more, more husband and wives. And what's happening is we got a couple of calls from um, some of the men say, listen, my wife saw the trip where Rhonda on the Ocean Odyssey, uh, we want, they want to come and they want to go. So when a boat is female friendly, it's that much better for us guys. Trust me, right, right Ron? It's I that agree, much yeah. cleaner. It's that much better service. And um, I mean, even a couple of times there, um, I didn't even have to do a knot, okay? One of your deckhands came and did that. And, you know, me trying to put a bait on the water and at the same time get a bait out the water for Rhonda and cast for Rhonda. And you know what? One of the deckhands would take over. Do I mean, you did it several times, okay? And um, it, it's a whole service. And fishing is fishing. Okay, but if you don't have a good time all the way around with good food, good service, it's really not enjoyable. Okay, and you. Yeah, well, you know, like I've always said, I I can't control the weather. I cannot control the fishing. I can control my crew and the food. And if you don't have good fishing, you better have those other two in line, or you're not going to be. Uh, satisfying the customer so yeah even though if we're not catching fish i want still want everybody to have a good time and enjoy themselves and make it a pleasurable trip for them exactly exactly all right so um what where are you today we went south today we got a one-day charter we uh are about 70 miles from home to the south we are looking for kelp patties there is some dorado caught yesterday so we're going to see if we can find a kelp from dorado for these people and I'll uh, be back at the dock tonight. Got a three-quarter day tomorrow, or a full day. We leave at six in the morning, come back at six at night, and then we're right back to our uh, day and a half, two and a half day schedule tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. We get to go home tonight for a night. That's kind of nice. That's that's really really kind of nice. Excellent. Okay, so um, yeah. uh, if people want to get on on the Ocean Odyssey with you, uh, where do they go? <clears throat> so we do have room next month. Um, of course, next month hopefully is typically the best weather month of the of the year. October, October, November, in the fall, we get offshore winds, uh, black palm seas usually, typically, not usually. And uh, you can, if you want to look at the schedule, we've got room. You can log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com, book right online, or if you'd like to bug Dina, she loves that. She sits at the phone, just wait for everybody to call. You can call her at six one nine eight eight nine four five three five, but Unfortunately, she won't be ready to answer until about nine o'clock this morning. Right, and let me just uh, let me let me go to breaking news here, Ron. We have one in October. We do. We have one, one spot. We have one spot available for our October trip, which is when? It's the on the twenty seventh of okay. October. Twenty seventh of October. So, um, if you're interested, please come out and join us, Rick. I'm gonna let you go unless you want to hang. Day but and a half. That's a day. That's a day and a half. Day and a half. Day and a half. Thank I, you I for. Okay, yep. then hang out. Hang out, and we'll come back. We'll come. We're just drifting. All right, then we'll come back right after the break. 
Got Captain Rick Scott on the line. I got Brad calling in. We'll get to you, Brad, in a second. Folks, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. We'll be right back. I see Angels Radio, AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. Ron, you know what song that is? Yes, and go ahead. What's the name of the song? Who's this? Oh, it's Morris Knight in the day. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's um, um Jack, uh, um, you know, the guy, uh, Godfather of rock and roll. Uh, That's right. Yes. James Brown. Brown. Man, I couldn't get his name. That, out. That's from the Rocky one. Anyway, so um, anyway, so all, all good. Uh, you wouldn't believe Rick. I got uh, Frank from H and M Landing trying to call in. Um, Eurysti. Still, I'm eating fish under the boat here. Oh, you got. Oh, nice. Okay, you just actually, folks. You, what you just heard was. Captain Rick Scott over the PA telling people that there's fish under the boat right now. That's that's really, really cool. Okay. Um, let's get to uh, Rick, you back with us or you gotta talk to your people? Whoa. Yeah, I'm here. We got Cap we got we got uh, Frank from the landing on, on hold there. He's trying to get in. We haven't been able to connect. I got a lot of lines are all busy, so um, yeah, but Frank's trying to talk, calling landing. He, uh, you know, we're going to have him on because there's this big push to save fishing. I mean, the, 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 these new uh, yeah. bad ideas on the engines are horrible. So we we right. we hooked up with right. Frank to. So uh, let, let, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. So the sport fishing fleet is getting hit right now with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the public knows it yet or not, but if you own a, a fishing boat or a, 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 if you own your own private boat, you're next. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Nobody's going to be safe. You. They're going to watch you. So, so if, if you have a boat, you need to vote, and we need to get this to go away. Mm-hmm. It's going to it's going to be detrimental to the fleet. It's going to be detrimental to everybody that owes a, a vote in California. 
Absolutely. And you know what the most ridiculous thing is? They're wanting to put an engine in that has not been created yet. Okay, they, they want to put the mandate out there, hold you Correct. to it, and but there's not an engine that's been created yet to uh, fulfill those requirements, which is simply stupid. But that you know, it's stupid. Right. What else? Right. And they're not they're not they're not safe. What they're asking for would, would not be safe for vessels. That's what I heard. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's let's talk about the brighter things in life. We'll we'll let Frank attack that one with you. I want to stay positive because it was a most. Yep. A very, very positive trip. You know, it's day two. We got into those yellowtail. That was a lot of fun. I will tell you, pound for pound, the yellows fought a lot better than the bluefin. Um, I did have dinner last night with a little, I don't know if I can call him my little nephew anymore, David uh, Shigematsu. Um, I told him, you got to call in. He goes, I'm going to be sleeping. He's still suffering <laughs> from from the exertion. He's still hurting, huh? Oh, he's still hurting. Yeah, he got in, he got in the booth yeah. next to me <laughs> before we just before we got home. He goes, "Oh, oh, my legs!" Oh, and he's all of fifteen <laughs> years old. But I will tell you this: what was impressive to me is when we brought the fish out and we weighed him on the scale there at the landing. It weighed at two oh seven to two oh nine. It was right in that range there, and you got to allow for. 10% or so of loss of blood, loss of um, water. I mean, a lot of they, they lose a little bit of weight. So I, I'd like to generously say about 220 was probably the fish when it came on. Yeah. It wasn't the longest, but it right. was a butterball. I mean, this thing was fat. Yeah, okay? it was fat. And, was um, fat. Yeah, when I got that measurement, so I have, a, I have a friend in the fleet that has a chart that tells you what the fish weigh by length. Mm hmm. And when I gave him that length, I, you know, I told him this thing is really, really fat. So I, I figured it might be just a little bit more than what we had thought it was on the boat. But we probably should have taped it out on the boat, which we didn't. Um, but I knew we were going to wait at the dock. Well, so. you taped it out at 60. When we guessed, it was a good guess. Yeah, it was 67 long, I want to say, but I never got the girth. And you said about yeah. 190. I figured you'd done the math. It looked bigger than 190 to me, but, you know, hey, you know, it's just an estimation. But when you actually put it on the scale, 207, so let's say 220. You know how much David actually weighs? Uh, one, one ten on, one ten, one ten on the nose. So he caught a fish... We should Double. Have hung him. We should have hung him. Yeah, we should have hung him upside yeah. down right next to it. We 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 caught a fish. He caught a fish yeah. twice his weight. I mean, how cool is that? Fifteen years old, two two hundred and seven, two twenty pound. He'll never forget that. Welcome to the cow club, okay, uh, David. He did. He was a tremendous on that fish. He worked as hard as he possibly could. Did not want to give up, and when he did want to give up, he had a lot of long uncles around him saying, "Don't give up." Okay, uh, Ron, myself, Ben, we surrounded him. His dad was videotaping the whole thing. Plus, folks, you're gonna get a chance to see this because you know one of the things that we do on our two and a half day trips is we actually film this for an episode. And let me just say this to you: when in day number two, I can tell the videographer at two o'clock in the afternoon, "Ah, you're done. Go lay down." Go rest. We, that's how much footage we had. Because he was telling me, well, I could do this, I could do that, I put it on the top. And I'll go, really, dude? We don't need that much. Okay, so um, we're going to have two great episodes on the, um, on the Ocean Odyssey coming up. 
One of them will be probably in, in, in October, I'd imagine. We'll talk to Danny a little bit later um, about when that'll come in, and then we'll do the other one probably in January when your schedule comes out. Okay, so you'll have two stellar, stellar episodes. Okay, um, with plenty of. I was fish. worried about. I was worried about getting enough footage for one when we left the dock. <laughs> you know, I would. I was. I yeah, we all were. By the fir- okay. Right by the first morning, an hour into the first morning, we had enough footage for an episode, and uh, we still had a lot of time to fish. So I, 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 I've always said I, I'm not good. I'm just lucky. I'm the luckiest captain in the fleet. You know what? Like I said at the beginning of the show, better lucky than good, right? That's right. Rather be lucky every day. Okay, so let me ask you a question. How did Rhonda do? Rhonda did awesome. You know, she stayed at that rail the whole day, just as, as she always does when she comes out here. She stays at the rail all day, fished hard, caught a bunch of fish. She did really good. Well, she's she's got it now. No need no need to put the bait on her hook for her anymore. Cast it out for her. She she gets in there and does it all herself and winds them right to the boat. She's uh, she's caught on. It's awesome to see somebody flourish like that and go from not have caught a, a fish in the ocean to, to what she is now, and it hasn't been that much time. So Yeah, it's pretty amazing. She used to, oh, I'm not touching that bait. Now she says, get out of my way. I need a bait. Well, by the end of the trip, I can attest to this because yep. uh, it happened. She actually went to the hand well, baited her bait, and then cast it. And I said, well, how'd you get the cast? She goes, you know, I kind of went there like this sideways, and and I go, well, it worked. And she goes, yeah, I got it. You know, you guys said it, just get it about 10 feet away. It'll, the rest will happen by itself. She goes, and it did. And I go, perfect. Okay, yeah. so uh, I, I guess the reason I asked you is because you're part of the reason she's become a monster. Okay? Yeah. All right, so we've created a huge monster. And it's great for me because I got a, a fishing companion. And, you know, several times we were hooked up at the same time and got the camera and I, I couldn't resist just saying, you know, and, and remember this guys, a couple that fishes together, stays together. You and Dina both fish. You're still together, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We're still together. Excellent. we got a great relationship. We see each other a couple hours a day. Excellent. Well, listen, you go do your thing, brother. I got to go take another break. Now the first hour is done. Uh, do me a favor. Tell Dina thank you and that I remember. I know she served in the armed forces. No, so We thank you, too. Okay. Yep. Well, you know I love you, brother. We love the relationship. You got yep, it. Love you guys, too. See you, Rick. Hope you guys have a great week. All right, you too, Rick. Go get him. Bye-bye. All right, folks. We're going to take, uh, gosh, first hour in the, in, the, in the hole here. I see Brad. You're still on. Stay with me. Danny Jackson. We're going to go to the, uh, the sheriff here shortly. And I'm waiting for Frank Eristi who is the, um, the head of the um, H&M Landing. He'll be calling in and talking a little bit about the uh, engine issue. So, Angels Radio, AM830, KLA. We'll be right back. Country roads All my memories Should stay They gather around her A miner's lady and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top.
You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. County Los Angeles and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. With Amdro, you can enjoy your backyard like never before. Our round-the-clock pest protection gives you the peace of mind to enjoy your great outdoors without a care in the world. Cannonball! Okay, we can't defend you against the splash zone. But when it comes to ants and other pests, we've got you covered 24-7. Find Amdro in the insecticide aisle at your nearest retailer. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and when you hear this music, it means one thing and one thing only. I'm going to make it brief today because i got a lot going on. The Sheriff, none other than Mr. Danny Jackson, the jig slinger himself. He's on cue. So good morning, Danny. Well, good morning, Sergio, and good morning to Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, Andrew Mack. You got the, the A-team in there this morning, uh, Okay, well, listen, hold on a second. I'm going to keep you right there for a second because I do have a call that we was trying to get in there earlier. I couldn't make it in. He's here now. I'm not saying he trumps you, Danny, but uh, this this gentleman's... Okay, let me go to Frank Uristi from H&M Landing. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, Sergio. I didn't mean to bump in ahead in the line. You're hard to get a hold of here this morning. Popular it, show. Thanks for having me on. I uh, do it, it. It's it's a pleasure to have you on. In fact, we just got off the phone with Rick Scott from the Ocean Odyssey, and I was I was hoping I'd get you both on at the same time. And he kind of touched it a little bit on what's going on. But you know, I know you you had H and M Landing. So introduce yourself for everybody who doesn't know you, our listeners, and, and then we'll get right into the subject that I think is very important. Sergio, thanks for the great intro, and it was good hearing Rick on this morning. We wish him luck here today. Um, my name's Frank Urtiti. I'm the general manager, managing partner of H&M Landing. H&M, as we all know, is the largest sport fishing landing on the West Coast. Uh, we have over 30 boats under our purview, and what we're looking at right now um, isn't just an engine issue. It's an industry issue and i'm talking about from the northern border of california all the way down here to san diego we've touched on it in recent weeks but carb the california air resource board is aggressively proposing rulemaking that for our fleet is simply impossible to comply with and what that means is the end of organized sport fishing as we know it they want, uh, they're, they're imposing impossible emission reductions for our vessels. Um, they want us to install engines simply that aren't even on the market yet, meaning engines that have emission standards that they are mandating that simply are impossible to install in our vessels because of their size, the engine size. So CARB has come out 
openly and stated that if you can't comply, you must simply take the vessel out of service. And what that'll mean is that we'll either have to retire the vessel and or build new vessels in order to accommodate this type of equipment. And as we all know with anything, when you build something new like this, we are talking multi-million dollar bills. And the only thing that means is skyrocketing ticket prices in order to accommodate the cost of a new build. Um, and when I say skyrocketing, Sergio, we've done the math. We've sat at the table with CARB. Uh, we've sat at the table with legislatures, rule makers. We're looking at ticket prices beginning at a doubling and going up from there. Let me stop um, you there because that's that, that, that's sure. what listen to our listeners. Guys, I hope you paid attention to this because you may go, well, you know, it's that's it, really their problem. Yeah, it's their problem as far as getting the right engines, the right boats, everything else. But it's your problem trying to get on the boat on a ticket sale. So pay attention to that. At bare minimum, it would double the cost. So what's a typical overnight trip uh, going for there at H&M Landing? Typical. Well, beginning at about $300, uh, and they go up from there. And, and Sergio, I want to I touch on something before I, before I go further into it. Savefishing.com. Mm -hmm is the call to action for your listeners. Whether Repeat it one more time. Savefishing.com is a website. Very easy. Savefishing.com. Whether you fish on one of our boats, a CPFB, a commercial passenger fishing boat, or you have your own boat, because rest assured, like Rick touched on, you're next. It hasn't been out there in public enough, but they are next. You are next. If you own your own boat, the state of California is going to be imposing emission standards on you. They're pushing for a zero emissions target for privately registered boats by 2030. So strap yourself in on that one. Let's get back to our fleet. When, when we talk about sport fishing prices doubling to begin with, what's really the most disturbing to me, Sergio, out of all of this, we look at our entry-level experience, which is the half-day. We all start there, right? We mm -hmm. all started somewhere. And typically, it's on the half-day boat, and you, you graduate to a three-quarter day, full day, overnight, multi-day. Some, some of our anglers then you know, go all the way, and they, they, they become long-range, die-hard anglers. But they start somewhere, and typically, that's half-day. Ticket prices will be set to double, if not triple, there. Um, our, our fleet is one of the most versatile in the world. We're not always just sport fishing in the off-season. Rick and Dina, what a great, great operation they have with their floating classroom program. That They, they, they transport between 10 and 20,000. Get, get that number. Between 10 and 20,000 kids a year in their float, through their floating classroom program. That program will evaporate immediately. It will no longer be able to be operated or offered affordably when you have to support a four to five million dollar mortgage to build a new boat. Uh, Ecotourism, uh, same thing. Field trip opportunities for schools, whale watching, more floating classroom type programs that surround marine mammals. One of the biggest things that really, really is something that's not touched on often 
many times our fleet is used for research ma re research for resource management cruises. In other words, the state and contractors for the state will use our boats to do stock assessments for groundfish, pelagic species, everything that we target in the state of California. Mm -hmm. We won't be able to offer those types of trips at an affordable rate. So what's going to happen? They're either going to disappear or those trips, those cruises will become less frequent, which will put the management of our resources in peril. We'll have a shotgun shoot from the hip approach at managing what resources we can access. It, it has a tremendous, tremendous impact on our entire fleet, our entire fleet. Save fishing.com is the call to action we ask every one of your listeners to to visit the website very easy to navigate there's a big button right there in the middle of the landing page click on it sign the petition today send a message to the governor that hey we need to sit down at the table and figure out something that's reasonable very very quickly we need to send that message uh, yeah, but listen, if not, we're looking at the end of, um, you know, uh, sport fishing as we know it in Southern California and all of California. And, and, and here's the thing, guys. It takes less than 30 seconds to fill this thing out. It's super easy. You don't have to write a novel. You don't have to write anything at all. Just, just navigate through it. It doesn't cost you anything. Now, it could cost you not having sport fishing in the future. And if you want to send them another message, don't forget, but September 14th is a great way to send your governor a message, right? <laughs> Absolutely, that's the biggest message we'd love to send. But at the very least, at least click on this. The, the template's there; it's all done. It really is a very easy petition to sign. But we need to hear your voice. We've got over twenty-one. We're pushing for twenty-five thousand uh, signatures. We're hoping to have here by the end of the weekend. Mm -hmm. But again, if you're a private boater, if you fish on any of our boats. Take a minute, sign the petition today. It's so, so important. It really is. Yeah. I, it, it, in my 45-year career, Sergio, this is the most, this is the biggest challenge that we have ever faced. And, and, and for you guys uh, listening to this, you, you know a lot of these operations, a lot of these boats, um, nobody gets, <clears throat> I mean, very few get extremely wealthy, okay? This is a day in, day out, you know, you've got to go to work to make a, a few bucks. To ask these guys to make the investment that they're being asked to do, they can't. They won't be able to. There's no bank that's going to bank anybody, uh, ba ba bankroll these guys. So this stuff will probably go away. Some other rich people may come in with these super yachts and stuff like that, but you're going to pay through the nose. So what we know as sport fishing that we have come to cherish and love and something we did with our fathers and our grandfathers and, and our uncles, and that's going to go away. That's going to go away. And when you want to go out, it's going to be a lot more expensive and probably prohibitive. So, and if you have, if you go, ah, I don't care, I got my own private boat, wait. You're absolutely next, okay? And it, always remember, I've always said California in, in the current political state is not friend to the sportsman the outdoor sportsman it's they don't want you to hunt they don't want you to uh to fish okay they want to protect everything and i i, I always share this thing i had this lady come at me really angry at me when i was bringing in 
a fish, you know, to my car, and she goes, I can't believe you go out there and you kill a fish. Why don't you do what everybody else does and go to the market and buy one? I just looked at her, she shook my head, and I go, you're so stupid, okay? Here we get a chance to go, catch a fish. So we go, we harvest it, we eat it, and, and we go forward. But no, they don't get it. And But that's the state of California. We need to take it back. You got to let them know. This is the one thing politicians know, and that is votes, okay? And they will bend. But, but you got to have your voices heard. So save. Go ahead. Give it to me, Hull. Savefishing.com, right? Savefishing.com, save Sergio. It's very, very easy. Right on that landing page, savefishing.com. You'll see a big blue box with a red button in the middle. Sign petition now. Click on that. Take action today. The other thing that I would say when you're on the site, take a look around. Hit that take action button at the top. Let your voice be heard. Just like Sergio said, reach out. Write a letter to Leanne Randolph. She's the chair of CARB. Let her know. Let the governor's office know. Hey, Frank, hold on a second. I've got to take a, a hard break here, but we'll be right back. I want you to go ahead and we'll close it up with you, okay? So stay with me. Brad, stay with me. Danny, stay with me. We'll be right back on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Fishing fanatics will love a value-packed membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. You're in Angels Radio. AMA 30K LAA, this is Angler Chronicles, and we're talking to Frank from H&M Landing. So, Frank, go ahead. I, I'm sorry we had to go to a hard break, but finish your thought. Sergio, no, that's okay. I appreciate it. I do appreciate the time today, by the way. Um, again, every one of your listeners, just take a minute. Go to savefishing.com. Sign that petition. Click that Take Action tab at the top as well, and let your voice be heard, just like Sergio said before. Um, there's some great resources on there. Take the time to send something in to Leanne Randolph. She's the chair of the California Air Resources Board. Let her know. Protect your passion. Protect your sport. Sergio, great story, and, and I meant to congratulate you um, on that on on your your nephew's fish that 207. You made all of our social feeds yesterday. Um, I mean, what a great experience. What a lifetime memory that you and your nephew are going to have. Well, actually, okay, so, so technically, so, so, so Frank, you don't know something. Uh, 
these kids all call me Uncle Serge. They're not really my nephews, but I know these kids. You know, okay. I've seen them. I get a chance to. I know their dads and stuff, and I. They. I always. Sure. I, I love fishing with kids because if we don't pass it on to the next generation, you see, everybody's against us. Uh, I, I mean, our, our sport will die off. So we need to pass it on, and we got great kids like this, 15 years old, Frank. Okay, with a love and a passion, um, and his dad, Doug, unbelievable dad, and uh. he said, hey. You give me A's on your grades, I'm going to take you fishing. That's exactly what the kid did. And uh, Ron, you want to say something? Yeah, you know, Sergio just said something really important. We're not going to be able to pass this passion on to our families if we allow this stuff to keep going on. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Frank, I, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, and it's, um, you know, the Ocean Odyssey, I fished on several of the boats there at your landing. I love them all, okay? Ocean Odyssey has become our home. Rick, Rick was just on, and... Um, yep. I've been fishing for him for 15 years, at least three trips a year. And um, it, it's the, I mean, you go to a lot of different landings and you don't always get the same level of service. H&M is pretty steady. I mean, it, you get service. There's a love for, for women and kids to be on your boats. They're very friendly. I love all the captains. One of the things about every single boat has its own personality. Okay, and it's really cool. It's almost like it's almost like a caricature, you know. It's like, oh, this boat, this, and that boat, that. They're all great boats, and they all have a certain something. Okay, and it's uh, absolutely yeah, personality. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> absolutely, and, and you know, I've had a relationship with Rick and Dina for for thirty years. We 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 have had a bond for a long, long time. But, what a great operation and an incredible piece of equipment. Um, it, 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 again, between their sport fishing business, their marine science education program, what an incredibly diversified business model that they have. And it would be, again, this is, that's a very typical operation that would be regulated out of business by this action. And I think of, I, I, I dovetail back and, and think of their, their off-season education program, which is a huge part of their business model, but the amount of young minds of kids that are inspired to take it to the next level, whether they end up being marine biologists, whether they end up in the sport fishing industry, whether they end up picking up sport fishing just as a passion or a recreation. The, the, the common theme is those kids are out there and they're on boats and they are oftentimes that's their first exposure to the marine environment is their program. Again, these programs are set to evaporate. You talked to Donna Kalis last weekend, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, an incredible amount of youth that go through um, their landing up there also with their fishing, whale watching, uh, education programs. It's these things will all evaporate. And that's not just San Diego or Dana Point. These are life models up and down our coast. Absolutely. So SaveFishing.com. Take a minute. Again, it's not just sport fishing. It's not just commercial passenger sport fishing. We're just in the bullseye right now. Yeah. Next will be the guy that has his own private boat. Uh, they've already stated it publicly. They're coming in hot. All right, Savefishing so savefishing.com. Frank, real quick, give me the uh, website to HM Landing. HMLanding.com. Okay. You can click on there. 
from there you can find all the resources you want for your next trip hmlanding.com there's a great navigation bar on the left hand side trip calendar is the one everybody goes to click on that like rick was saying he's got some spots left in october october is the month we all live for that's when the weather gets fantastic and the way fishing's just starting to set up sergio it is going to be a rocking hot fall so oh my god yeah moving in blue fin um got the raw received dorado starting to you know go pretty steady in the count been a little up and down the last couple of weeks as things are in transition but man it looks on fire for october all right frank thank you so much guys h&mlanding.com and let's see savefishing.com do your part frank thank you so much for doing your part and uh, we'll see you soon. We're going to be back there this month, actually. So we'll see you soon. Look forward to it. I'll see you before your trip. Thanks, Sergio. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Thanks, Frank. All right. Oh, it's so important to go to savefishing.com. Danny, I know you're on there. Wait for me for a second. Uh, Brad, do not hang up. I promise I will come to you. Andrew, stay with me as well. Steve Carson. Danny, you have the platform. Well, okay, I just want to say uh, you were talking about 9-11 here uh, when you opened your show. Just, re- just real quick, I know, I know you've got people waiting. Before, we, before I get to our very special episode tomorrow, you know, Kathy and I watched a special this last week on, on 9-11 on, the, on Nat Geo on the first responders, and I and the firefighters in particular, but also Port Authority, police, paramedics, and others. I thought about Andy Ruiz, uh, our, uh, you know, our friend, a lot during this show. You know, what impressed me, uh, first of all, you know, I, I spent a, almost a year in Vietnam. I was in an amphibious assault group, and we, I, I took part in three amphibious landings. But we had communications, at least. We were organized. These poor guys in New York, uh, they lost their communications, these firefighters. And yet, in, in spite of that, they all instinctively knew that they had to go into those buildings and start taking care of people. And so I, I just, you know, just a shout out to those guys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the tenacity and uh, the, the caring. But anyway, I, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, it's all part of that, uh, that terrible day that we all went through. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's move on to something a little little brighter. Uh, you're talking about bluefin tuna, Sergio, and kids. You know, I know you love kids. We all love kids. Ron does at at uh, Angler Chronicles. We do as much as we possibly can. So we also support, uh, including I should say, Captain Rollo's Kids and Sea program. And uh, John and I've got this one edited. The Tuna War Six. Uh, aboard the uh, Tomahawk and the Liberty. That's going to air tomorrow. Of course, that's with Dave Marciano and Paul Hebert. Uh, the quality and, and, and also quantity of these bluefins, uh, you know, you were on that trip and Ben Seacrest and, of course, Dave Marciano. Uh, I'm, I am proud of this episode, Sergio. I'm very happy to get it uh, on the air. And it's, it will air tomorrow, Tuna Wars 6. Uh, and, and uh, of course, at 8 a.m., you'll get one last look at the fireman's fish off, speaking of firefighters. And then at 8.30 tomorrow morning and five times this next week, Tuna War 6 is going to air on Angler Chronicles. 
and I'm very happy to be able to say that, Sergio. No, it's it's going to be. I, I saw it. Uh, it's a great episode. Like you said, a lot of great, a lot of big fish and stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, it, it fits the, the the model that we set out to do with Ron and with you, uh, and that is, it's for the kids. And, and I just want people to remember that it's for the kids, or the kids win. Th- those two are the two phrases that you got to remember. Okay, and that's what we do. We go, we have fun, and we, we, we go crazy, and we catch big fish, and that's great. But what's really cool, at the end of the day, we help the kids. Okay, it's for the kids, the kids win. Just like when you that's mentioned exactly. Captain Andrew Reese, okay, and what they do is, yeah, we go out, we have some fun, we compete, we, we, we do this, uh, we, we fish, and but at the same time, they're raising money for the Gross, uh, Grossman Center uh, or uh, for the Fireman's Quest. Okay, uh, so one is to help civilians and one's to help uh, their firefighters. Always remember, yeah. these, are, these are the guys that rushed into the towers to save you. Okay, same with our first, res- uh, our, yeah. our, our policemen. So, all right, very, Danny, very true. You, guys okay. did, you guys did an amazing job on this episode. I saw it, like I said, amazing. And I really I would tell people, check this out tomorrow morning. 8.30 in the morning and throughout the week. We'll post uh, the trader this afternoon, and you guys get ready. All right? Very, very good, Sergio. You guys have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Danny. All right. See you guys. All right. Let me, let me go to some of these lines here. Let me go to Brad. Okay. He's calling from, I don't know, says California. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Sergio. I'm Ron. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Great. Talk, good. Talk to us. Hey, uh, Great trip on Ocean Odyssey. I just want to thank you guys, as always. Um, and, Ron, you're hitting on the head. Past season for me has been rough. And past, I've been working on my attitude, not getting Debbie Downer. And uh, first day on the boat, I got a handoff from Mike. That was awesome. Then I got, a, I think, about a 40-pounder on my reel and rod setup, which was awesome. Ben helped me with the knots. Much appreciated. Then the next day, it was, I stunk. I stunk like a skunk. I got so bad, I was at the bait tank, and uh, I got blessed with a gaff by the captain. Accidental. <laughs> accidental on the head. But that helped me, you know, I got a cuss word or two out. I'm glad I wasn't on the Friends of Fishermen trip. But uh, after that, then I readjusted, and then Ron passed off, and I got an excellent uh, yellowtail. And that was on Ron's rod, and that thing was so fun to fight. And the deckhands, the crew, everybody was great. And uh, Dave Bruce, great guy to hang out with. So thank you, guys. Thanks to everybody on Anguish. All right. Thanks, Brad. Brad. All right. Thanks, Brad. Calling in. We're going to take a short break here. Come back. We'll talk to Brian. I got Steve from Long Beach Sport Fishing. We'll keep going. It's Angels Radio, (laughs) AMA 30, KLA. We'll be right back. America, America. God shed his grace on thee. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts 
or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. A company always on Destiny, oh, it's the rising sun. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angry Chronicles, and um, I, I'm sure everybody's noticed the music. It's very special to us uh, here at Angry Chronicles, and I hope it is means something to you as well. All right, let me get to uh, Brian here, and then I'll go to Steve at Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Uncle Serge. How you doing today, bro? Pretty good, pretty good. What's going on up there? You're in Lake Elsinore, right? And Lake Elsinore, yeah, right around the corner. Second home also, but uh, I'm just going to say I just got off the uh, Ranger 85 on a three-and-a-half day. Mm-hmm. We are right next to you guys out there, and uh, it was, like you said, beautiful bluefin uh, fishing. It was a great, great, great trip, great day. Uh, uh, but as, as far as what you're talking about, I'm a, a father of three. And you're right. We really have to get on this carb thing, and we can't make fishing any more expensive than it already is because right now, like Frank said, a, a day and a half or whatever is 300 bucks. So for me and my 13-year-old son, that's 600 plus. It's cheaper for me to take my whole family to Disneyland than it is to take the two of us fishing. Right. And with my wife, they're going to say, let's go to Disneyland every single time. So we can't make make it any more expensive with uh, new engines and all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, my other gripe, too, or not gripe, but as far as Friends of Rollo's goes, I would like to see a, a Rollo kid, one kid on every boat um, with, like, a half-price discounted ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, so a father could take their son, a father could take their daughter and, um, not be that. Well, you know, thousand it, bucks a day. It, here's the problem. You know, we, we talk about, you know, COVID and what, how it's changed everything. 
You know, these boats right. uh, in the past were able to carry a lot more people. They've had re restrictions on how many people they can take. Obviously, the prices went up a little bit to 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 make amends there. But now you're asking, you're, you're going to hit them again. You know, it, right. it, we can't survive like this. You know, they can't they can't just keep coming a gun. And, and here, here here's the thing, okay? This would bugs me. <clears throat> the engines don't even exist yet. So, so what are you doing? You're going to put their noose around their necks right now? They're going to have a certain amount of time. They're saying, oh, don't worry about it. We'll give you six years to pay. Try pay paying a million dollars in six years. See what, how, what that does to your business. Okay, so, and, and in many cases, the boats cannot accommodate these new engines. They're huge. Okay, they're going to have to add 40 feet. How do you add 40 foot to a boat? You know, it's, it, anyway, it's ridiculous, Brian. Uh, just hang yeah, in there. Get behind it's it. It's not going to be a future for the kids. No. So get it's behind it. Talk to your neighbors, even if they don't fish. Talk to neighbors. Tell them to go to savefishing.com. Sign the damn position, uh, uh, petition. Petition. And just get it done. Okay? Because if we don't get it done, remember, these politicians know one thing and one thing only. Votes. Okay? Unfortunately, that's how the swamp works. Okay? But, you know. We got to vote. And then everybody, please remember, as of today through the 14th, you can start. The polls are open. Get out there and vote and make it happen. If not, they'll make it happen for you. Brian, thanks for calling in, my friend. You take care. You keep taking your kids fishing and tell them your mama, hey, we can't always go to Disneyland. We need to go fishing once in a while. And if it really gets rough, take your fishing pole to Disneyland and fish over there by, um, uh, <laughs> I think Steve Carson used to do that, didn't you, Steve? I did fish in Disneyland. It used to be a major feature uh, back the first couple of years it was open. I wish they'd do it again. Yeah, he caught some yellowtail tuna there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go, yes, go trolling on the jungle. That's okay. Yeah. Anything is good. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah, Bri I'm going to go trolling on the jungle cruise. There you go. Why not, dude? Why not? Uh, hey, uh, Brian, thank you for calling in, my friend. The best of you and your family, and uh, keep on fishing, Okay. Have a good one, my brother. All right. Let me go to none other than Mr. Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, Steve, and thanks for the patience. Hey, no problem. I know you guys are busy this morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, we'll start out with the Eldorado guys. The Eldorado's been plugging away at the bluefin yellowtail and big quality rockfish on their trips. It's been really, really good fishing, good weather. Uh, it looks like your next chance to get on the Eldorado is next Thursday night. They depart at 8.30 for Island Freelance. So if you want to go fishing on the Eldorado, your next shot will be next Thursday night. Excellent. We've got a trip coming up. Ron, what's your next trip on the Eldorado, you know? Ooh, <laughs> cut him off guard. Ooh. Bam! Be right back with you. All right. Hey, so um, well, how's the weather been on this side, uh, Steve, for the Aldo and for the it's victory? Been, it's been pretty good. You know, I think we have a little bit coming again, and then it looks like it's going to lay down. But weather's been nice. Weather's been nice. And the thing is, there's a lot of options. You know, if um, you can stay on the local side here, you can always make it across the island on the victory. So uh, it's good stuff, and I'm glad to hear the Alterado's back and running. And also, um, as a sign of solidarity between Angler Chronicles <clears throat> and Long Beach Board Fishing and the Alterado, uh, I know that we are praying for uh, Jeff's wife, okay? And we yeah. help her a very, very speedy recovery, okay? So everybody that's out there, 
I asked you to take a moment and remember and not forget 9-11, but we have some of our fam local families here, okay, that need your prayers too for other reasons, but we need prayer, okay? So a big, huge prayer out for, for Jeff's wife, okay? Yes. Excellent. So, Steve, what are the, what's the website and phone number? The phone number is 562-432-8993. The website is longbeachsportfishing.com. Go ahead and click book online. Uh, it's very easy to book through the website. We do ask that you book through the website. If you have any problems, just give us a call. All right. Sounds good with that. Yeah, what what uh, what other boats are running? Well, we have the Victory. They've been uh, they've been staying local, loading up the sacks with quality whitefish, rockfish, sheephead, sculpin. It's been really good. And for you guys that like to fish, you know, during the week, the loads have been extremely, extremely light. And like I've mentioned on previous shows, the Victory will run light. We don't like to send you home. We've actually had a couple trips this week run with four people. Wow. Four people on the Victory. You know, Captain George doesn't like to cancel. He likes to take people fishing. So they're departing every. Uh, every morning at 6 a.m. And like I said, for now, they're fishing local, loading up the sacks. Go fill your freezers. Uh, you go ahead and book through the website, longbeachsportfishing.com once again. And the uh, phone number is 562-432-8993. Also, you have a position over uh, open at the landing, right? Yes, we're, we're going to be hiring here pretty quick, actually as soon as possible, just a part-time <laughs> position. Um, flexible days, flexible hours, but... You know 20 25 hours a week um if you guys are interested let me give you the email real quick it's uh lbsf contact at gmail.com send in your resume and or work experience and uh that that um email is also good for charters if you guys want to charter any of our boats just shoot me an email and uh i'll get back to you immediately excellent. lots of open dates excellent steve anything else going on uh, real quick, the Dreamer, Captain Allen's been doing really good. I mean, I don't think he's had a bad trip in two months. Uh, his last trip yesterday, they had five guys overnight. They had 14 big yellowtail. They're all 25-pound-plus fish, and they lost twice that uh, between the sea lions and just the fish being mean. It's been really good. And we do run open party trips occasionally on that Dreamer, and uh, it looks like I got one open party Wednesday night. Fishing Thursday. Uh, I got one spot left, guys. So jump on the website and go fish with Captain Allen. Go catch some yellows. Excellent, excellent. All right, Phelps. Thanks for calling in, and you got lucky. I, I don't, I don't. I see that you know he always makes fun of you with that song, but <laughs> guess who apparently overslept because he didn't call in. So good. Okay, yeah, he left you alone. <laughs> good for you. All right, Steve. We'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Thank you so much. I Appreciate you guys. Have a good day. All right. Long Beach Sport Fishing. Excellent. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry I was not prepared. I was looking something uh, up. That's always me um, trying yeah. to get you off guard. We <laughs> actually have a victory. Um, we're going on the victory on October 7th, so get out there. They open, and you're going to call the landing at 562-432-8993. But then we're on the El Dorado on the three days later, on a day and a half, and we do have openings. 714-969-9750. I love it. I love it. Okay, so uh, now let's go back. I've got Steve, Andrew, and uh, Ron and myself here. So, Ron, uh, let's, um, well, Ron. <laughs> you like that? These are nice. No, and let's get back to finish up uh, the trip. Unbelievable trip, uh, two-and-a-half-day trip on the Ocean Odyssey. Uh, we got the big cow, okay? Um, it was a kite bite 
at the right at sundown. I yeah. mean, it was it was. It, I want to. It was gray when he hit it, and when they set the hook, it was already dark. I mean, it was that close. Okay, so um, it was great. Two hundred and seven at the scale. I estimate two twenty um, for, for the time of the fight. Great, great job, uh, little David and Doug. Great dad there, and you guys will get the chance to see that on an upcoming episode. The other thing I want to say is remember tomorrow we have a brand new. Absolutely brand new episode, which is Tuna War 6. You'll be seeing it tomorrow morning. Okay, now, um, next. we got to get on a plane on Monday. Terrible. Where are we going? We are going to, and I'm wearing it. We're going to Cedros. Cannot wait. What do you mean? You're wearing an island? You're right here. Oh, okay. You're wearing a sweatshirt. That's right. Okay, well, well talk, talk to them a little bit of uh, uh, what, what you're talking about here with Cedros. Well, you know, guys, uh, we we go uh, sometimes up to we've gone up to t- uh, up to three times per year. Um, you know, with the way COVID's been and everything, we haven't been going as much. And boy, we are all ready to do it. And in case nobody's ever been there, we have trips. We announce them all the time. It is a destination if you want yellowtail and big bass. This is the place to go, and it is just a a phenomenal. Uh, we're going to Zanmar Palace. And the the accommodations, the food, the uh, pongas, the, they, whatever it is, it is top notch, and they are just fantastic. And you know they they go out of their way to make you feel good, and that's what's important. All right, so um, we'll be in Cedros Hall week next week. We got three days of fishing coming up. Like I said, the and like Ron said, like the it, it really is the yellowtail and calico bass capital of the world in my my bet between that and Benito's um, you got two islands side by side and TV that you don't fish as much anymore because it's more of a conservation but uh, it, it, there's really excellent fishing we'll be there next week and by the time we get back next Saturday we will go ahead and um, and report back okay uh, you want uh, Carson I see your little uh, message to me here you want to you want to share the heartbreak with our listeners well yeah I, I it's a lesson in in humility and also maybe a lesson in zen we've talked about uh, you know just uh, being able to go out and and whatever the ocean gives you or doesn't give you 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 appreciate it but and uh i was of course on the pacifica uh just i think we were crossing each other going in and out of the harbor mm-hmm. this week and uh, we had a little, we had about the same bite as you did on the school size bluefin and the yellowtail. We had a little bit better bite on the big tuna. We ended up with a total of nine uh, between the kite and the jigs that were between 150 and 200 pounds. Um, our biggest address as gilded and gutted was 197. So, you know, that's, that's kind of about the same size as yours. Uh, I did hook one on a jig. And ordinarily, you know, I probably would have handed it off to somebody, but I was field testing some new stuff for next year. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see uh, see how it would behave. And uh, I fought the fish. Uh, I guess as well as a really old guy can fight a fish. <laughs> but that, that was sort of the point of field testing the, the new products is to see how well the old guys can do with it. And uh, it performed, you know, everything performed pretty well. And I had, uh, you know, the exact hooks you're supposed to have on my uh, 
280 gram uh, Williamson Kensaki jig. I had two big 9.0 hooks on, on you know, uh, uh, owner monster hooks on heavy cord, and you know, I had the fish on 80 pound top shot. Got him literally right to the boat, and he. I don't know if he really looked at me or not, but I imagine that he looked right at me, got a little expression on his face, opened his mouth, and the hook fell out. <laughs> oh, listen, hold on to that thought. we got to take our last break, um, and we'll come back to that. And we'll close up with a couple of other ideas I have. Okay, there's Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. We'll be right back. God shed his grace. On thee, go oh, and crown thy good with brotherhood. Angels Radio, AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AME 30. Welcome back, everybody, Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And before we go any further, I, there's a couple of things I've got to uh, get to. Number one, I want to <clears throat> wish our dear friend and favorite anglerette, Jeanette, she's going to have a birthday tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you how old, but I'm going to tell you it is her birthday. I want to give out a huge shout-out to our dear friend Dave Bruce, who's over there in Wrightwood, and he's with Bill Teague, Mark and Cindy Maines, Pat Turner, and Jimmy Mahler. They're, they're listening to the show. And uh, Ron, he's making sure that we are safe at Cedros next week, and he will see us at the end of October. Okay? That's right. Morning, old guy. All right. So I want to say thank you to all the people that send us on a regular basis, send us information. We, we really, or, or the, the big hello, and we really appreciate that. Um, and then Louis made, made, sent me a message. He goes, uh, you know, what, what's next? Are they going to require us to have a negative test before we get on the boat? And I go, you know what? <laughs> Just get ready. I mean, I, I actually had to get tested yesterday yeah. afternoon. So yeah. did Ron. We were to go to Cedros. And um, you know, we have our shots. 
God, I feel like a dog. We have our shots. <laughs> I got my distemper, and I feel and then, good. And then we got our negative shot. So, anyway, that being said, um, let's see. So, Steve, um, uh, I think you finished your, your thought on this, um, on a tuna spit, not the hook. We, we see it all the time. Yeah. Um, the important thing is, you know, be prepared. Um, I took 12 rods. I mean, I literally took 12 rods. Okay, fine. Rhonda was fishing as well, but we had to have everything. You don't know right now what's going on. Steve always gives you guys uh, the list of five, four or five absolute must-haves. If you have that, you're pretty good. Okay, so if you think five, that's 10. I took 12 from Rhonda and I. And we're good. So, um, and, and I have to thank uh, Ben. He brought all the heavy stuff. I mean, all the, the heavy, heavy, heavy. In fact, um, the fish the, that uh, David caught was actually caught on uh, an, an accurate, uh, was it the TD30? Yeah. The 30? So, yeah, with heavy line. So the right gear, Steve, makes all the difference in the world, right? Uh, exactly. you got to think of your fishing rods like golf clubs. And each one does a different job, and it doesn't matter how good your putter is when you need a driver and vice versa. And doesn't matter that your, your buddy or your neighbor said that, well, yesterday or last week I caught all my fish on fill in the blank. Absolutely. Uh, day that you go, the, you know, there's a, a very good chance it's going to be completely different. And actually, the fishing changes in some cases every hour. Um, on our trip, I had situations where I went from my 100-pound outfit to my 20-pound outfit. Uh, you know, literally, like, oh, put the 100-pound outfit away, pick up the 20-pound outfit, or vice versa, just to uh, meet the conditions of what the fish were showing me that minute. And, it, you know, and if you're just out there to get sunshine and fresh air and get away from the house, I guess it doesn't really matter. But if you want to go out there and give yourself your best chance to catch fish, you want to make sure that you've got the right gear. Absolutely. All right. And uh, let me see. Is it? Oh, look, Andrew, that, that was cool. Fishing at Disneyland. <laughs> okay. You got a uh, little uh, Walt Disney there fishing. That's cool. All right. Who's the little girl saying I love you? Andrew? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I found I found the picture online, but when Steve was talking about how he used to do it as a kid, it's kind of cool that you used to be able to do that at Disneyland. Yeah, very, very cool. All right, but like everything else, they're taken away and taken away. What you could do, you couldn't do anymore. All right, um, um, a sad note, I'm going to mention this. Um, Dear friend of mine, and for a lot of people in the industry that they knew him, um, his little code name, if you wish, or nickname was, you know, Big Gabe, okay, Smith, his last name. He just recently passed away from COVID-19. He lost the battle there. Um, Almost... I mean, super huge in the industry, um, especially more in the L.A. Um, area. Uh, Big Gabe was, Gabe was just a, a huge heart, uh, a great guy to fish with. A lot of us old guys, we remember him, and um, um, yep. he's with the Lord now, so rest in peace, dear friend. All right, so let me see. Anything else? Am I missing anybody? Sal in, in, in Arizona, a shout-out to you. And everybody listening, we're very, very thankful. Uh, we get to do what we do because of you, and we got like I said, we got a big busy schedule. We just got off the Ocean Odyssey, and um, oh, had a great evening last night at Fishbones. Okay, Derek's over there in uh, Costa Mesa. You guys want some unbelievable food? I'm still in food coma from last night. Um, Steve, you ever had food coma? 
all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So next time you're up here, we got We got to get you there because it, 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 the food. I mean, crazy. I mean, I had a lobster tail, a skewer of, of uh, filet mignon, and a skewer of um, shrimp on a bed of um, French fries. And this time, instead of the salad, I went the you know the less diet. I mean, the less calorie way, which with the lobster bisque. Unbelievable. Oh no, that's so, great. Yeah, I know people. What's that? And out of all that. They throw in those Brussels sprouts that are... Cr- oh, oh, gosh, yeah. Gosh. So it's really good stuff. I, I highly recommend that. And if you're down on our favorite lake, don't, don't forget, stop at the Bobber. Launch Point, dude, it's, Launch Point is amazing. So anyway, as we wrap up the um, the, the show here, um, be prepared. Don't waste your time. I fish very light line. And I did. I did have a couple of breaks off, and that's going to happen. I always say high risk, high reward, but you need to know. I mean, you, you need to know your gear. Okay, that's the other thing. You know, we talk about the right tackle. That's one thing, but you got to get out and you got to got to put it to work, and you got to know when the rod bends. I did something really crazy, Steve. I took a lure. I mean, we're fishy. We we're on the high spot of the tanner bank, and my. Uh, let's see, let's see, I had two rods out. Uh, Rick grabbed another one of my rods. Rhonda had one of my rods. So I'm going, oh, well, I got nothing with me. So I had set up a little uh, lure, okay, for fishing the bait receiver, which I always like when we get bait. So I was on my bass rod, a little, your, your pen fathom, the, um, is there a name for the bait caster yet? Just fathom? It's called the low, the low profile series. Low profile series, and, um, I'm there playing with it. I've got 15-pound test, okay, on the on the, on the lure. We're in, we're in the 100-feet area. They were anchored up. So I wanted to see what's on the bottom. I just wanted to see what's on the bottom. So I'm going there, and I get, I'm getting a dick, 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 you know, and then let me go. I can't really hook anything. Um, and a sculpin came up. I said, ah, but I know there's got to be something. I released it, went back down, and I was about to give up. And guess what happened? Uh, a yellowtail decided to say, no, I'm going to bite on you. It ended up being the biggest yellowtail on the boat, on 15, on my bass rod, on the bass reel, the fathom. And, and all I'm, I'm going to say this, and the reason I bring this up is not because, oh, look what I can do. It, it's The reason is if you know how your rod and your reel is going to respond, if you know what, what the breaking point of your line is so you can adjust your drag, we always talk about that. If you know all those points, it's that much easier to catch a fish. Okay, these uh, Ron, these these yellows were were brutal. They, <laughs> they, they were hardy, and plus we had that high spot there, and so that they was would go straight to the high straight spot, straight to the high spot. Off. So um, yeah. you had to pull it just enough. And, and you keep in mind, guys, I'm on my bass rod. I fish the fishing syndicate uh, uh, seven ten, so the FSC seven ten H, not the MH, the H. Okay, so I got a little bit of a stiffer type rod, you know, heavier yeah. rod. And that allows me to pull. But remember, I'm using 15 pounds. So uh, you can only pull so much. That's why I always say you got to know how the rod bends, how you how to set your drag. Um, you need to know it. If not, you'll lose the battle. Well, yeah, you know, I, I did the same thing. I went down into the 710 Heavy, and I had my BV300 on there. It wasn't quite the bass rod. Uh, but 
every time I, I did hand it off to Brad, and that's when you go, oh, man, and just don't touch the drag. I believe it's right, and it was. And sure. you got to know your equipment. And But sometimes I hand off stuff, and I get it back, and the drag's tighter. It's And people got to do it right, and we, we try to pass that knowledge on to you. And you know what? I want to talk about the schools real quick. It's really cool. We have 30 trips. We go up and down the coast, and chances are we're doing a school in your area. So get on the trips, and we can help you out. And I had so much fun. I had fun every day, but the second day was just incredible. It was. So what's uh, what's the next couple of trips you got? All right, we got the um, I said the victory on the seventh, mm-hmm. and then we have the El Dorado on the tenth. And I do have spots on the El Dorado. And guys, October is the best month. Period. Excellent. By far, and it's early. It's on the tenth. All right. So come and join us. It's a day and a half. All right, excellent. That's guy. My mom, I think Rhonda said she's going to join us. I know she yeah, is. She's, yeah, she's a, she's a fishing fool now. But anyway, um, that's, that, that's, that's what I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. We are going to be doing a lot of fishing, so you guys are hearing a lot of reports. Again, the two and a half was a very, very uh, fruitful, okay, in, in, in the way of, how do I say that, um, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you get the ups, the lows, the downs, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So um, it, it's all good, okay? So um, it's all good. Yep. Uh, just one other thing, guys. Get out and vote. Our future depends on it. I agree. Carson, any words of wisdom? Uh, get out there, fish, and remember the PFA, the positive fish attitude. Amen. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right, guys, listen, have uh, a great weekend. Take a moment, pause, okay, and um, and just know that um, we got to remember. So we, they, they say if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it, okay? Uh, I think we're, we just repeated it. We're 20 years later, we're in the same place where we were 20 years ago. <laughs> I guess we didn't learn much, but... Um, just watch yourselves, pay attention to your surroundings, um, and please, please, leave your politics aside. Come together as a nation. That's what we need to do. We don't need another catastrophe uh, or another attack on our nation to, to force us to come together. We, we shouldn't need that, okay? We're all brothers and sisters. We should be proud to be Americans and call it a day. Okay? So I don't know what, I don't know what that was. Leilani, I, I hear some... I don't know what's going on. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I want to say something really quick. You know, when Serge and I partnered up for Angler Chronicles, we decided to do certain things. And one of them is we tried, we just try to pass on everything really great. And and this, this state is trying to take care of everything that's great. And yeah. I, I, I just, guys, please. If we don't do this and they take it away, we have no way to blame but ourselves. But when Sergio and I did this, we did this for you guys. Get out there and join us and have fun. And I'm going to say it even before Sergio, be kind. <laughs> you know, goodness gracious. We had so much fun. The, the people on this trip were outstanding. All right.